Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Thank God for another wonderful time in God's presence. I want to welcome you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. What a time to be in God's presence and to dine at His feet. I give thanks to God for all of you who are watching. All of you are privileged to listen to this uh, live broadcast today. Oh, may the Lord be glorified forevermore. I want to thank God for you. And I'm praying that by the grace of God in this wonderful service today, you will be tremendously blessed. This is the King's Vine Assembly, Ilonwe, Nigeria. And I am Shegun Sam Abijide. It's now time to hear the word of God as I will be reading from the book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse number 25. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm by my great army which I sent among you. My second reading also is taken from the book of uh, John chapter 10 and verse number 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it even more abundantly. Spirit of the living God, I want to ask that you bless the reading and the teaching of your word. Oh Lord, cause every hearer today to be blessed and to be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I will be speaking on the subject, God the Restorer of All. God the Restorer of All. This is a series that I started uh, some few weeks back. And this is the third series. And um, by the grace of God, I believe you will learn something. Of course, you can listen to the other two series before now so that you can follow systematically and really grasp all that God wants you to learn. Don't miss out of it at all. Each point is very important. So we're going to be talking about uh, God who is able to restore and how we've lost things to the devil. I want you to know that um, every one of us at one point in time have lost certain things. Uh, some of us, we've lost joy, we lost our peace, we lost our blessings. We have lost many things. We lost our gifts, our, our spiritual gifts, our physical gifts. At one point in time, every single person lost something to the devil. The Bible says, for the thief cometh, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the work of Satan. And he, he, get, he gets things from people by all kinds of things, by deception, by, you know, he just steals from us. And sometimes when the devil is stealing from us, we don't even know. Now, we all know that at one point in time, the devil stole something from us. But my point is that we always like to now say, oh, oh, I'm going through this because of... Uh, the enemy in my father's house, especially from where, from the Nigerian context, from, from this, this part of the world, we like to attribute things that the devil is the one doing it. And I want to let you know that the devil is not as powerful as we think he is. No. But I, like I always like to tell people, in quote, there is no devil anywhere. A man's devil is ignorance. Ignorance is a man's devil. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so, uh, the devil has stolen things from us. Sometimes he stole opportunities. Sometimes he stole friends from us. Uh, relationships. 
He stole our time. Some people's marriages have been stolen. Uh, and then we begin to blame the devil. And so that was why I had to come up with this by the grace of God. And one of the first things that the devil used in stealing from us that I started sharing in this series is the things that we lose because of carelessness, by the reason of carelessness. Devil has stolen certain things from us. I dealt with that. Please go back to watch that one. And the second series are the things we lose by recklessness. And today I will be sharing the things that we lose through disobedience. And then we start, we start saying it's the enemy. Is the enemy that stole my glory. Is the enemy that did this. Is the enemy that did that. Everything we talk about the devil and the enemy. We refuse to look inwards to search ourselves, to examine ourselves, and see areas that we are lacking. But instead of looking in, inwards to correct things we need to correct, we start blaming the devil. We start blaming the enemy. As if the devil is so powerful. Well, once the devil knows that you, you got tactics by the, by, by the Spirit of the Lord in you, he runs away from you. When he came to Jesus, trying to steal from Jesus, he took him to the mountain. And was showing him things, trying to deceive him. But because he couldn't tackle Jesus. Jesus was full of wisdom. Was full of the fear of God. So he had knowledge. The devil left him. He ran away. Trying to re-strategize and plan and come back. And that's what he does to us. Once he knows that he can handle you, he leaves you alone. He goes away. He goes back and re-strategize and come. Sometimes it comes with strategies, deception. Things that can distract you. He brings it and it, to take things that is more important in your life to take it away. So today I want to talk about the things that we lose through disobedience. Now, we have lost our peace sometimes. Our marriages sometimes. Our jobs sometimes. Uh, opportunity. We have lost our freedom. We have lost our ministry. Some have lost their calling. Some have, some have lost out of favor. Simply because of disobedience. Not because the devil is powerful. Simply because of disobedience. And we're going to look at some few things. Um, there was a man called Saul. You know God picked him out right from the bush. He was a nobody. He was just like a herdsman in the bush. And um, his father, Kish, lost uh, an animal and he was instructed to go look for it. And then he went into the bush looking for it. And he himself got lost for three days. The father was looking for him. The father didn't bother himself anymore about the animal that was lost, the cow that was lost. He began to look for him. In the bush, Saul in the process met prophet Samuel. And Samuel said, the Lord had chosen you to be king of Israel. That was how he became king, from nowhere. And then before you know what was happening, Samuel began to give him instruction. That was the time Prophet Samuel instructed him to go to a place so that he can make a sacrifice unto the Lord. Go wait for me. When Saul got there, he, the instruction was wait for me. But he didn't wait. Instead, he saw the people. He saw the pressure. He saw people around him. People told him, do this. Instead of him to wait for God's instruction, the instruction was, go there, wait. When I come, we will do the sacrifice. 
it is not uh, the king's role to do sacrifice. It was the role of the priest. It was the role of the prophet. And then, that was the instruction. Wait for me, I will soon be with you, prophet Samuel told Saul. We do not obey God's instruction. Then we start blaming the devil. And so, Saul went. So when he was waiting, he didn't see Samuel. He just felt, oh, these are my people. Let me go ahead and do it. So honestly speaking to you, I'm telling you the truth. He made a mistake. He went and did a sacrifice. And as soon as he finished the sacrifice, Samuel appeared. You will find this story in 1 Samuel chapter 13. Let me read 1 Samuel chapter 13 from, from, from verse 5. And you see what I'm talking about. 1 Samuel chapter 13 and... Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 13 and from verse 5 for the purpose of clarity and the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and people as the sand which is on the sea shore in multitude and they came up and pitched in Michmash eastward from, the, from Bethlehem when the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait for the people were distressed then the people did hide themselves in caves and in tickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits and some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land to Gad and Gilead verse 8 and he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed unto unto Saul to come out from Gilead and the people were scattered from him and Saul said bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings and he offered the burnt offering and it came to pass that as soon as he had an end of offering the burnt offering behold Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him and Samuel said verse 11 what hast thou done and Saul said because I saw that the people were scattered from me and that thou camest not within the days appointed and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash verse 12 therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. I forced myself. Why must you force yourself? There are things we have lost because we disobeyed. You force yourself out of pressure to go and do what you cannot afford to buy. We just disobey. We just do what we like. Then we start blaming the devil. There are many times the devil has stolen from us because we were disobedient. Not because that the devil was powerful. Not because he was powerful. Ah! He did what was wrong. He was, he, he was not supposed to do that. Do you know how many things you've lost? By reason of your disobedience? God said, don't go there. You went there. Everything God said, don't do is what you do. How did Samson lose? No. He lost because he was disobedient. Everything he was told not to do was what, what he was doing. Don't go there. He will go there. No razor must touch your, your head. That's what we will do. Don't drink a uh, hot drink. That's what he will do. Don't eat dead things. He will kill a lion. Sit down there after the third day. Start eating messy things. Everything that God said we shouldn't do, we do. Disobedience steals from you. Disobedience makes the devil to steal from us. Then we start blaming the enemy. The enemy in my mother's house. The enemy in my father's house. We are not denying that there are no such things. But when you do that which is right. In Proverbs chapter 16 verse 7. The Bible says. When a man's way pleased the Lord. 
He makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Just please the Lord. Make your way pleasing to the Lord. There are many things I'm telling you, my brother and sister, that we have lost because of disobedience. Because of disobedience. Oh my God. Look at what, 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 what Samuel told Saul. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. That's verse 13. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he has commanded thee. For now will the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall no more continue. He lost the kingdom. He lost his throne. He lost the palace. He lost it. By disobedience. You want to tell me the, the enemy of Saul's father's house took the throne from him? No. It's, it's action. He lost. You know how many times the devil has stolen from us because we are careless? I, the first one I shared was those who have lost things by reason of carelessness. We have also lost things by reason of recklessness and foolishness. Like the prodigal son. And the third one I'm discussing now is what we see in the life of Saul. He lost the kingdom. He lost his crown. He lost his throne. Why? He could have just waited. Why will you go do things out of pressure? Oh, Saul said, because my people pressured me. I forced myself. Each time you go force yourself to do what God didn't send you, you lose. You lose. I pray for you that we will not be disobedient to God's instruction. In Jesus' name. Look at another scenario in 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse, from verse 3. Uh, God said to Saul again, Go, now go and smite the Amalekites, and utterly destroy all that they have, and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and the suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass, and Saul gathered the people together and numbered them. He went. He actually went. The instruction was slaughter, kill everybody. Destroy the Amalekites. That was God's instruction. God knows why he told him to destroy everything. But you know what? If you get to verse 9, you will now see what, what Saul did. He disobeyed again. Saul was constantly disobeying God's instruction. There are times God gives you personal instruction. And then you don't do it because my friends, my brother, my uncle. One of the major problems of people not attaining destiny is because what will people think? What will people feel? What will people say? How will they react? God is giving you instruction. You are saying what will somebody think? Let them think whatever they want to think. It's about your life. It's about your destiny. God is giving you instructions. So what will my uncle think? Let him think what he wants to think. Just be sure that you are obeying God's voice and instruction. God gave this guy, go and destroy them. But look at what he did. In verse 9, the Bible says, verse 9 of, 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 of 1 Samuel 15, but Saul and the people speared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen, and of the fatlings, and the lambs, and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and, and refuse, that they destroyed utterly. Verse 10, Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repented me that I have 
set up Saul to be king. Oh my God. God regretted. God repented of making Saul king. Go and destroy everything. He chose the best of cows, all the goats, all the cows, all the fatlings, all the beautiful things. He speared them and kept them. When God said destroy everything. What is in your life that you are spearing? What is in your life that you are keeping? God said, destroy all those bad characters in you. You say, okay, these eight, I will destroy. But these remaining two, oh Lord, I will keep this one. What are you keeping? That thing that you are keeping is what will destroy you. We have lost things because of disobedience. You know, uh, and when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel saying, Saul came to Camel and he, he, he hoiled him. He set him up in a place and he's gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. You need to read. I have no time. Why have you done this? Now your kingdom is torn into pieces. Your kingdom is torn into pieces. I want to tell you, disobedience will steal from you. It will so steal from you. It will so steal from you that you become empty. You become zero. Then we start blaming the devil. Look back. Think deep. How many times has the devil stolen from you? He used deception. He used your carelessness. He used your recklessness. He used your obedience. He has no right except when you permit him. Is, your, is it that through your recklessness? Or through your carelessness? Or through your disobedience? That's how he cheats people. If you now look at verse 22... Let me go to verse 22. And someone said unto Saul, Had the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. He has rejected thee. He lost his crown. He lost his throne. He lost it. What a privilege. A man picked from the bush. A man picked from a poor home, poor family. He was just a shepherd boy. Lost in the bush. And God showed him mercy and brought him. Everything about Saul is disobedience, disobedience, disobedience. Is that not the way we live our lives? Everything God said don't do is what we did. At a point in time, God said to Saul, go here. He will not. At a point in time, Saul, that God so loved so much, became a necromancer. A necromancer is someone who who consults dead spirit. How have you fallen. From grace to grass. You who could pray for three hours in those days. You started consulting affairs. Saul became a necromancer. Are you like that? You who could stand before God praying and studying the word of God to receive instruction. Now you consult dead spirits. You go to Habalist to find out what your future will be. Oh, you must be a fool. You must be a fool. 
But it will be good for you to retrace your step. Those things that we lose is not because one enemy is somewhere tormenting us. It's because of our disobedience. Look inwards. Obedience is better than sacrifice and the fat of rams. And I want you to know that you cannot bribe God. You cannot bribe God. When a man's way please the Lord, he makes his enemies be at peace with him. The things we lose are not necessarily the responsibility of the devil. He only takes advantage when he sees that, okay, this guy is reckless. He will pick your weakness and he will use that weakness to deal with you and take things from you. If he knows you, will, you are reckless in spending, he will give you recklessness. That's where it will come from. He will not use a woman because he knows that all you want, is all you do is recklessness. And if he knows that your own is a woman, you, you don't see women with your eyes. He won't, bring, he won't bring recklessness. He won't use money because he will know money won't move you. He will only use what you are weak in. When he knows that you don't pray, uh -huh, he will get you busy with things so that you will never pray. <laughs> he won't come to you the devil does, he will study you. He will know what you want. I'm sure when he came to the garden, he knows that they have been eyeing that apple. Everything they, God gave them, they ate and enjoyed, but their eyes were still on that apple. So, devil knew. Ah, it's like they, they still want to, they like this apple. They want to taste it. So, he now came. and said, ah, did God really say we should not eat? <laughs> God knows that the day you eat, your eyes will be open. He will use what you are eyeing. He will never bring to you what you are not interested in. If football is your problem, if you, if you put football now and God, some people will choose football. So he knows that, okay, this guy likes football. He will bring you the best. He will supply money for you to be watching that football so that you will never have time for God. Until your destiny is stolen away. That's what he does. But I'm praying you will not be like Saul. In which area are you disobeying God? In which area have you disobeyed God? In which area have you continually disobeyed God? Look inwards. What did God say you should do that you are not doing? What did God say you shouldn't do that you are doing? Look inwards. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. He said because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He had also rejected thee from being king. He can reject you from being what he decides to make you be. Maybe you should have been a professor. He will reject you. Can you imagine? A rejected professor. A rejected Jew. A rejected... Uh, he rejected him. In other words, you are no more needed. And you know what? The moment God rejects you, he finds an alternative. And usually an alternative may not be... Half your best. Maybe even one over nine. I mean one over ten. But the alternative, which is not even close to who you are, he will bring him in. When you are rejected, he abandons you. He looks for substitute. I pray that God will not substitute us. God will not reject us. You need to look down. Are you blessed today with this word? I want you to make a determination. Never again will I disobey God's instruction. Each time you disobey, you go down. 
you lose things and then you blame and abuse the devil who will just be laughing at you bow down your head in which area have you disobeyed God ask him to help you Lord I know I've disobeyed you in this area I've disobeyed you in this area and now my mind is made up never to disobey you again help me Lord if you have lost your salvation restore it right now by asking God for mercy to restore you if you have not known the Lord as your Lord and Savior open your heart give him room let him come in say father today I open my heart I have disobeyed you too many times I'm coming back home Lord I'm sorry for my disobedience I'm sorry for my many disobedience come into my heart give me the grace to follow you give me the grace to obey you I completely give my life to you today forgive me my sins cleanse me with the precious blood of the Lamb. write my name in the book of life and help me to continually obey you thank you Lord in Jesus name amen precious father I want to thank you for the preaching of your word and I want to thank you for every life that has been blessed today souls that are saved people that are changing in their inner man right now by the reason of this word that is proceeding out of the spirit of God I am praying Lord that it will do us good everyone watching listening I pray that you will not reject us in the name of Jesus whatever we have lost by reason of our disobedience your mercy will find it out for us as we tread on the right path in Jesus precious name amen I believe you have been blessed by today's message if you have been blessed I want you to share this with all your contacts on your Facebook and all other social media platforms. And if you have any prayer point or any inquiry, just write on your screen. All the information about the church will be displayed. The email is there and the, 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 the number of the church is there as well. Feel free to make a call or send a message and tell us how blessed you have been. And may the Lord bless you for that. And on this occasion today, I would like to say happy Children's Day to all our children. Uh, first in the Kingsvine Assembly, Ilorin, Nigeria. We want to say happy Children's Day. May the Lord bless you children. And all over the world, and all Nigerian children, and all over the world, I am using this occasion to say happy Children's Day. May the Lord keep you children, bless you, make you children of God serving the Lord like Daniel like Joseph you'll be great like Esther and Deborah you'll be useful to God you will not be sons of Belial but you'll be children of God I bless you with the blessings of God and I know your future will be great in Jesus name father thank you for blessing our service today we say Lord may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we should dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. You are fruitful.